Hey, everyone. Christian and I were just in a meeting when we heard the good news uh, that our bill to double the GST tax credit for 11 million households across this country over the next six months has just passed royal assent. This is great news for families. It's going to be real help this fall. I am so happy about this, Prime Minister. It means that a family with a couple of kids will get nearly $500. It means that a single person will get just over $230. Oh, $230. On average, will get $225. Now, we know that this isn't going to cover everything. Anything. anything. But it's real support for the people. <laughs> And, you know, Prime Minister, what was really great and kind of surprising is we had unanimous support in the House of Commons. All the parties <gasps> in the end realized this was the right thing to do. That's why we were able to do it so fast. Oh, yeah. no, that's great news. La réalité que nous avons besoin oh, maintenant, go, go, go. le Parti conservateur appuie aussi notre initiative pour aider les familles à faible revenu. Avec look at, look at her down there. Et aussi... De de this is, this is enough to make you puke. Locataires à faible revenu. C'est de l'aide directe qu'on veut envoyer aux familles. On a besoin que tous les parlementaires l'appuient pour le passer rapidement. On continue notre travail d'être là pour vous. He's just talking about, we're, we're going to be there continuing to help. Uh, after we've destroyed you, your lives, and your country for the last two and a half going on three years, here's $230. We know it's not going to cover much. It's so insulting. This is the thing, though. You don't want to be, and nor should you be, uh, insensitive. $230 is $230. It's, it's, I, I'm not pulling the Nancy Pelosi chicken scraps. It's not a chicken scrap, $230. Rather, what it is, is a pinprick in the sinking ship that is the Canadian economy and the finances of Canadian families. I, it, it is such an insult to, to, to get some of your money back through some political ploy after those two people have destroyed your lives, your livelihoods, and your country over the last two and a half years. They make a little selfie. By the, the only place Christian Freeland and Justin Trudeau can make a video without being heckled by the people they represent is behind the walls of parliament. Thank you for giving us $230 bucks of our own money back. Sounds like extortion. It's almost as bad as Francois Legault. Yeah. Vote for me, and uh, right afterwards, I'll give you $500. I'll, I'll lower your taxes after you vote for me. We'll see if that happens. $230. When inflation, the cost of living in Canada, that is, it's not that it's not enough. It's that it's a stupid, juvenile, idiotic, purported solution to a problem that is so serious, they don't have any solutions. They, they don't have any solutions to the problems that they're causing. And so a little Band-Aid. Here, oh, here are some crutches now that I've just broken your kneecaps. You should thank me. Oh, oh my goodness. Nauseating, repulsive, and the demeanor. The, I mean, it, it, it's, I, I'd say it's acting, but it's, it's, it's beyond juvenile, childish acting. It's like, it's like high school play. And, her, and, and Christian Freeland, WEF member, Board of Trustees, sitting in the Board of Trustees of the WEF, Christian Freeland, the, the, the lower left, what's part of the screen? 
the woman, it's a, the, I don't know what the angle was there that, that she's a head and a half shorter than Justin Trudeau. If she's a short person, Justin, maybe think about holding the camera differently. But Christian Freeland, board of trustees of the WEF, Justin Trudeau, poster boy of the WEF, have enacted policies over the last two and a half years to sacrifice Canadians, destroy the economy. You guys get 230 bucks. Ukraine, hundreds of millions. Ukraine, hundreds of millions to finance foreign conflict. East Coast Maritimes, sorry, you're going to have to fundraise to rebuild after Hurricane Fiona. Oh, no, oh, and her face, like, like just the, the gesticulations. I know I gesticulate, but A, I know that I'm sincere, and B, if I ever look like that, someone's got to tell me. Oh, good God, you can't let me embarrass myself like that and not tell me. I, I know I've, I've been accused of being hyper. I've been accused of not being able to sit still. I've been accused of occasionally spittling on my computer. Um, but if I ever look like that and my, my community, our community allows me to continue looking like that, oh boy, you, you would be doing me a disservice not to slap me and splash cold water on my face and say, you might want to look in the mirror. Justin Trudeau. It's high school acting, but bad high school acting at that. I feel better. I was at a, um, a thrift shop yesterday called Plato's Closet. For anybody who knows, kids were returning some clothes that they got that they didn't like. I didn't have the credit card, and so we took an in-store credit. I found, look, this is not an Under Armour advertisement. In fact, if it were just that, it would be beautiful. But when I see a shirt, check out the back. Oh, yeah, check this out. Oh, what does it say? It says freedom. Um, I actually fell in love with this shirt, and I bought it. It's my shirt now. <laughs> it's very soft also. Um, no, and it's not, a question of, it's not a question of making fun of the twitchy freelance. It's that the, the delivery is not one which... Um, encourages, what's the word, which promotes confidence? Oh, you know, compare that to Neil Oliver delivering a message. Like, it's just, it's, it's light and day. And, you know, I said, I, yesterday I put out a tweet that said, you know, stay out of politics, stay out of Hollywood. You know what I realized? The problem is, like, like Plato said, if you don't get involved in politics, you end up being governed by your inferiors. And I mean inferiors. I'm not uh, an arrogant, pompous individual. We are being governed by our moral and intellectual inferiors. And it's no wonder why the world is going straight to hell in a handbasket. You compare that to Neil Oliver, eloquence, insight. And by the way, it's going to happen. He's coming on. We just have to find the time. I thought I could have done it today, but then I forgot I have something in the afternoon because still solo parenting. Oh, God. It, it comes to an end tomorrow. Parenting is a two-person job, period. A and... The, it's, it's not respect. I don't want to say respect because that's condescending. Uh, the ability of, of single parents to do it properly, it's, uh, they deserve a medal, but no one's going to give it to them. <laughs> There's a word for that, Viva. Cacistocracy. <laughs> oh, am I going to get in trouble? Have I just, have I just endorsed Diagonal by making a Cacistan joke? Trudeau is a zit. You know what? No, because even zit-popping videos are more fun to watch.
candy poopy pants. And now that you mention it, I have, I, I guess, I guess the algorithm steered me towards ingrown toenail removals. Holy crab apples. Once you go down that path, oh, the algorithm starts recommending videos. I had no idea there was such science and satisfaction in ingrown toenail removal procedures, but I'll leave it right there because that's disgusting and that's too much information. Okay. We've got a fun show today. Uh, it's a show. I've come to grips with that. There's a rumble rant from LG Frey that says, why does Viva always have to piss me off in the first minute of every stream? Thanks for not forgetting about us poor schmucks still stuck in Canada though. LG Frey or LG Fry, but it's F-R-E-Y, F-R-E-Y, which should be Frey. Thank you for the rumble rant. Um, I, I miss Canada. Um, and I'm not forgetting about the absolute travesty that's going on right there with that uh, Emergencies Act inquiry, which is going to be part one of this. Ear cleaning videos are the best. Jeff, watch ingrown toenail removals. <laughs> I don't know if there's a scientific um, principle for it, but when I watch certain things, I get a throbbing sensation in my upper legs. And not, not in a good way. Like it, it, it really, it's like I can feel the pain and the throbbing in my upper quads. And watching, I won't even describe it because it might make people unhappy. Who's Carrie Lake? We're all going to discover who Carrie Lake is today. I, I've, I've heard her name. I've heard that she's controversial, though I don't know why. But I watched a video and I'm, I'm like, Carrie Lake um, has a demeanor that is beyond politics. It's, we'll watch it. There's a beautiful video out there. So on the menu, we're going we're gonna to update on the Emergencies Act inquiry. Uh, we're going to get into John Fetterman, who I did not know how, um, how serious his situation was. <laughs> no poo-poo, touch wood. It's not throbbing from the vaccine. It's, it's, uh, I've had it my entire life. When I, see, like, when I think of people getting paper cuts on their tongue, it hurts my upper legs. Like I feel the throbbing in my leg. Oh, shoot. Viva still hasn't seen the typo. What type of? Carrie Lakel? Carrie Lakel? Who the hell's Carrie Lakel? Gosh darn it, Viva. <sighs> Carrie Lakel. Okay, there we go. Is, is uh, related to, did I do it on, on Rumble as well? I did it on Rumble as well. Okay, whatever. We're going we're gonna to get started. Look, b before we get started, um, let me get to the chat. Okay, we're good on Rumble. Are we, we are live on Rumble, correct? Let's just refresh this. Okay, good. Carrie Lakel. Um, before we get into the meat of the day, uh, I'm going to show you something. That you may have noticed, yes, this stream contains a paid promotion. But again, a paid promotion, unlike the free promotion that I just gave to Under Armour, a paid promotion of a product that I actually have and use. That is Pudge sitting next to our EnviroCleanse air filter. She's a cute dog. Uh, EnviroCleanse air filters. Now, back in Canada, we had a house that was built in 1896. It was dirty. It was dusty. It was old. And we had a filter. And the filter was uh, garbage. We came down here, we have, we have issues of asthma as well in the family, and an air filter is important to us. So I don't just sponsor things for the sake of it. 
And I prefer in as much as possible to work with products that I actually use. EnviroCleanse, uh, it's a patented air filtration system. Okay, there's, there's a HEPA filter in it. It's, it's, it's a cube. It's silent. It's air filtration. It's got a HEPA filter, which filters out the big particles. It's got a beautiful, thick HEPA filter in it. But beyond that, it's got patented um, technology in the filter that actually neutralizes. I don't know if the word is killed, but it neutralizes particles to something like a quarter the size of the COVID particle. Uh, there are certain things you can't say, but there are certain things you can't say. It neutralizes, it neutralizes chemicals, particles, uh, bacteria to a quarter or a half the size of the COVID virus. It's used by the Department of Defense, no joke. So that might reassure some of you, or it might not, but it should. And it's used in over 300,000 schools in America. Uh, EnviroCleanse, with a Z.com, promo code VIVA, 10% off the EnviroCleanse. It's expensive, but some things you just cost money. And if you need them, you need them. And if you need them, you know why you need a good one. Uh, 10% off the air filtration system, and you get a free air quality meter. Uh, it's a third-party product, but it tells you the air quality in your house so you can know where you need to sit this thing up and that it's working. Uh, EnviroCleanse, link is in the description. And I have it, I use it, it's silent. It's good for about a thousand square feet so you can put it in the rooms that you want it. And it, it eliminates dust and it neutralizes uh, chemical odor and bacteria to a quarter, the, a quarter or half the size of the coronavirus. Uh, on their website, they assure that it reduces uh, viruses, colds, et cetera, it keeps you safer during flu season, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it is, if you need one, get a good one. Get the good one. Bring it camping? I don't know if you want to do that. It's, it's $699. Not sure you'd want to do that. Uh, but anyway, envirocleanse.com, promo code VIVA. Uh, again, something I use, something I like. And that's it. Uh, this is it. I don't even mind if he hawking product he likes and use. So that's it. Okay, let's get into this. The latest in the Emergencies Act, I'm not going to give the, up, the summary every day. If you don't know what's going on in Canada, if you don't know about the Emergencies Act inquiry, um, go back and watch yesterday's stream. And I'll only do the highlights because there's too much going on. It's boring as hell. In as much as watching Justin Trudeau makes you want to puke in your mouth, this is like watching uh, baseball. <laughs> I'm joking, people. I'm joking. I'm told that baseball is actually a lot more fun when you go in person. Um, it's like watching paint dry. Although I still think even watching paint dry is more fun because you can imagine other things and fantasize while you're doing that. When you're watching this, you actually have to pay attention so you don't miss the good stuff. This is the, I'll say it's a bombshell. People can weasel their way out of the importance of this element. The Emergencies Act is the nuclear weapon of Canadian legislation to be invoked in the context of a national emergency, risk of war, overthrowing the government, etc. cetera, uh, to be used only when existing legislation is inadequate to resolve the issue. Uh, what was the bombshell uh, from yesterday? Oh my God, I'm gonna play you, I'm gonna play you Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson, what he said after this. Just, no, 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 no. I'm gonna play it first. So we, can, so we can get an idea as to who, the, the nature of the people that we are dealing with. Jim Watson is the mayor of Ottawa. 
This is what Jim Watson, the mayor of Ottawa, wrote to Justin Trudeau in an email that I'm sure he never thought would see the light of day. Well, you know, in, in the practice of law, my father always didn't just say, he made me understand and made me live by. Draft everything as though one day it's going to find its way under the nose of a judge. Because it will. And if you do that, even if it doesn't, you're going to weigh your words and you will not be embarrassed with the things that you have said, thinking no one would ever see them. And I've got to take that back. I don't think that was my father. I think that was my first mentor. He knows who he is if he's watching right now. Um, if you draft everything as though it will be read, your email will be hacked, uh, it will be leaked, someone you don't like who you sent it to is going to use it against you. If you draft everything as though a literal judge or a metaphysical judge is going to read it, you will not make these types of egregious uh, lapses of morality. Or maybe it's just a lapse of, uh, it's just a moment of honesty. Jim Watson, mayor of Ottawa, represents all Ottawonians, not just the ones he likes. Listen to what he wrote to Justin Trudeau. And this is in their evidence. Yeah, you say, uh, well, the prime minister asks how you're doing. You say a challenge for anyone, everyone, still a pretty unstable situation. Nasty people out there that just don't represent Canada. Reminds me of the Republican Party down south. Can't reason with them. So vulgar and hateful, attacking people, ripping masks off, honking their horns. Yeah, you say, uh, well, the prime minister asks how you're doing. You say a challenge for anyone, everyone, still a pretty unstable situation. Nasty people out there that just don't represent Canada. Reminds me of the Republican Party down south. Can't reason with them. So vulgar and hateful, attacking people, ripping masks off. So th this might not have been an email or a text. This might have been the transcript of a phone conversation. Same principle. Can you believe what this, what this man just said to Justin Trudeau? And uh, Justin Trudeau's absence of a response. I mean, th these are two people, like-minded individuals, talking amongst each other in the most hateful, vitriolic uh, manner possible. And hatred and vitriol, while accusing others of hatred and vitriol. Honking their horns. Yeah, you say, uh, well, the prime minister asks how you're doing. You say a challenge for anyone, everyone, still a pretty unstable situation. Nasty people out there that... Nasty people out there. Just don't represent Canada. That just don't represent Canada. Disagree with me? I write you off as not representing Canada. By the way, there's so few of them that it was a national emergency. Jim, maybe you don't represent Canada. Has that occurred to you? But can you imagine him speaking so honestly because he's speaking with someone who he views and is like-minded? But it gets nasty. Reminds me of the Republican Party down south. Reminds me of the Republican Party down south. C can you imagine uh, uh, the mayor of Ottawa suffers from Trump derangement syndrome? I mean, can, can you imagine that it's so pervasive? And by the way, we talk about TDS as a joke. TDS is just a, a sub-variant. And I'm saying like a, a, a sub, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Embodiment. It, a materialization of an actual mental disorder. I mean, th there's a mental disorder that causes people to behave like this. It manifests itself. That's what I was looking for. A manifestation in TDS. TDS is just a manifestation of an underlying mental disorder, behavioral disorder, personality disorder, whatever you want to call it. 
nasty people like those like those Republicans down south. Can't reason with them. So can't reason with them. Vulgar and hateful attack. Vulgar and hateful. After everything that this man just said, which is vulgar and hateful, he's calling them vulgar and hateful. People ripping masks off, honking their horns. Uh, They outrage. Hold on. Sorry. They outrage over what they want conservatives to be, not what they actually are. They project what they think conservatives are because that's what they see every time they look in the bloody mirror. Nasty people. eh? This is going to be the outro for today, so you can at least have something to look forward to. Nasty people. I went back to watch some of my protest uh, uh, coverage. Nasty people. The word I'm looking for is convoy that that is being severed from the main part in Parliament. And look, here. Nasty people. I came here yesterday. I actually came to sing a song on stage and, of course, to support the movement. Newt Gingrich. Oh, come on, Newt. Get out of luck. Have a warning to homeowners. <laughs> come on. The type of fraud you really need to worry about is home title fraud. And honestly, to be around other people. That's the main reason. I just want to be in a community and I want to be together and I want Nasty to see people's faces. Per- just like a Republican. It's very nice. It's just, the medicine, it, it, I, I, I've, I've hugged more people today than I've hugged in. Boy, nice to see you. Um, nice to see you. Which way are you headed? You're going down to the... I, uh, I'm just checking it out. I'm taking some videos. I wanted to sing for some people. I don't know. I wanted to sing for a trucker. Do you think I can sing for a trucker? Uh, do you want to... It, well, no, I, I was going to say you could sing. I'm, I'm live streaming now and there's 11,000 people watching. Okay. I don't want copyright issues. Is it an original? Um, It's Amazing Grace. So. Okay, people, wait for the end. I'm going to play it at the end. That was uh, Trista Souk. Trista Souk. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cry for... Uh, a tear up out of out of uh, happiness, joy. That was Trista Souk. Stay, uh, and I, I had never met her before. I'd never seen her before. I'm walking the first day of the protest, and I see this 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 woman walking around with a guitar, and like no, I know no, I know nothing of nothing. And then she says, "I want to sing," and I sort of I I said, "We're eleven thousand people." I didn't know if it was going to be atrocious. I didn't know if it was going to be. I, I, my fear was that. Um, it was going to be bad. It was beautiful. And she, she's got a beautiful voice, Trista Souk, S-U-K-E. And um, she is the one that sang Amazing Grace with that trucker. That... She ended up singing on stage later. Yep. And so that's what we'll play at the end. Yeah. No, no, disgusting people, vitriol, angry, just like those Republicans down south. That's the mayor of Ottawa. Okay, so that's who we're dealing with. Now, remember what I said about invoking the Emergencies Act. What's this entire inquiry supposed to to show? It's supposed to uh, give us the context, the circumstances surrounding the invocation of the act, uh, and whether or not it was a national emergency that warranted invoking the act. The evidence thus far, and you'll have to take my word for it unless you want to go back and watch all of it, but I have the receipts on my Twitter feed and in our locals community, vivabarnslaw.locals.com. We're now over 100,000 members, not paid supporters, members. And there's a ton of content for everybody out there. It's like Twitter without the trolls. Although there's a few, there's open discussion, but uh, not the anonymity and the unaccountability of Twitter. Although it's anonymous, but... It's a community, vivabarnslaw.locals.com. The evidence thus far has revealed what we all knew, or anyone paying attention from the beginning. It was an abuse of constitutional law. 
It was an abuse of legislative powers. It was an abuse of power. It was unwarranted, unjustified, immoral, unconscionable. And in the ordinary run of things, it would be the end of someone's political career. But Justin Trudeau has survived two ethics violations, three ethics accusations, scandal after scandal, blackface, booby grabbing. He, he's, he survived it all. So why would, why would this sink him? In the ordinary run of politics, this would end someone's political career. Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act abusively, in my view, unjustifiably, in my view, uh, shredded the Charter of Rights, in my view, and he didn't have to. That's not so much in my view anymore. That, I think, we can say is a confirmed fact. There was discussion. They declared the emergency. They, Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act on uh, the 14th of February. On the 14th of February. We now have seen the evidence that we heard at the time, by the way, like this, these were the rumors, but not all of us are involved. And even those who are intimately involved can't necessarily disclose the facts publicly. At the time, the rumors were, there, were that there was a breakthrough in negotiations between the protesters and the authorities, not just in Trudeau, because that coward fled Ottawa, refused to talk, negotiate, or even acknowledge the existence of the protesters, instead preferred to call them racist, sexist, misogynist, xenophobe, whatever. Not him. The, the tyrant is also the coward. Fled Ottawa after claiming to have had COVID, went into hiding in British Columbia. But the convoy, through its organizers, through uh, Keith Wilson, the attorney for the convoy, through Tamara Lich, who was subsequently jailed for weeks on end for mischief charges, rumor was that there was a breakthrough about to happen in settlement discussions, in negotiations. Then Justin Trudeau calls the Emergencies Act. Rumor no more. Rumor no more, people. Let's just get, um, let me just get this letter. So this, no, 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 no. Don't you read that. Don't you read that. This is from Jim Watson. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. This is from Jim Watson, the man who has nothing but vitriol for the woman that he's talking to. Nothing, nothing but anger for Republicans. <laughs> Psycho. Uh, this is what he writes on February 12th. Tamara Lich, president, acknowledging her position of authority to represent the convoy, Freedom Convoy 2022. Ms. Lich, not dear Ms. Lich, not dear. He's, he, he's, he's telling her. Jim Watson is setting the rules because now we know what an arrogant, hateful person that he is. This is how he talks to people. The protests in our city and the occupation of certain residential districts by a large number of trucks is now entering its third week. My overarching concern is for the safety and security of our residents. Safety and security, which after three weeks had not been breached or compromised whatsoever, setting aside the noise. Business owners and workers in the downtown core who are innocent collateral damage of this unprecedented national and international demonstration. It, it was international. It was embarrassing for everybody in, in, in Canadian politics. Our residents are exhausted and on edge. I can absolutely agree with that. And our small businesses impacted by your blockades are teetering on the brink of permanent closure. No, it could have been the year and a half of government-imposed closure. It was the three weeks of protest. And by the way, Watson and everyone in Ottawa, no business had to close down. Those businesses, had they stayed open, would have done gangbuster business. They would have done gangbuster business. They didn't have to close down. They were told to close down. And the ones that didn't close down were punished by the authorities. Oh, but but oh, they're on the brink of permanent closure. No, they had just reopened after, what, a year of closure? 
Watson. Oh no, it wasn't the it wasn't the, the year and a half of shutdown. It was the three weeks of protest, which brought more people to the Ottawa core than had been there in two years. Moron. Sorry. Moron. I don't believe these harmful effects on our community and its residents were the intended consequences of your protest. Oh, thank you. That's why I'm writing to ask that you remove your convoy and its trucks from all of our residential neighborhoods. Residential. And that you restrict your presence to a limited perimeter from Wellington. That's on Parliament Hill. Elgin was on the side for anyone who watched my protest. I always parked on Welgin, parked legally, and drove up every day I went there. No traffic, no blood, no nothing. I drove up, parked my car in Elgin right in front of the subway, the subway sandwich place. And Sir Johnny McDonald, I don't know where that is. Uh, I guess that's on the other side. I don't know where that is. I ask that you immediately seek the support of the truckers to follow this path of de-escalation. Oh, wait until you see her response. I would offer to meet with you to discuss the protesters as long as you respect the following conditions. Remove all trucks from the residential districts south of Wellington and from all other residential areas, including the market, Ottawa Stadium, yada, yada. Agree to not backfill the residential areas currently occupied with trucks, yada, yada. Agree to not displace the truck convoy vehicles or other to other residential areas of Ottawa. Okay, sounds, sounds, uh, sounds feasible. How do I close the damn picture here? Uh, where's the second part? I believe this is it. This? This? Nope. Close it. Damn it. Stop it. Darn, Dave. Come on. Get your stuff together. I want to see clear evidence that the truck convoy will be departing the residential areas before noon on Monday, February 14. Oh, well, well that's funny. What happened on Monday, February 14, Jim? Trudeau? What happened on Monday? I want to see the... You know what this is called? This is called negotiating with bad faith actors. I want to see the evidence that you're doing this by February 14th. If I don't see the evidence, then we're going to, oh, what's that? No, let's pull the rug out from under your feet. I'm asking you to collaborate with local authorities to protect the adjacent communities of the car. Yeah. As the departure of 400 trucks from residential areas is a significant logistical undertaking that will probably take 24 to 72 hours from the 12th. We ask that protesters stop asking more demonstrators to come to Ottawa for the weekend in order to assist the truck convoy to depart the residential districts in a manner that ensures the safety, security, and I look forward to you. Blah, blah, blah. Copy that. Blah, blah. Okay. That's February 12th. That's February 12th. Of the same day, response from one Ms. Litch. Dear Jim Watson. Dear. You see that, you see that, see that thing that polite people tend to do even when they're angry at each other? Although I, I actually would be more inclined to sincerely believe that, that Tamara is not angry at anybody. Maybe, she, maybe she's angry now after weeks in jail. Dear Jim Watson, thank you for your letter. The trucks here in Ottawa have always been about peaceful protests. Many of the citizens and businesses in Ottawa have been cheering us on, but we are also disturbing others. That was never our intent. The Freedom Convoy Board agree with your request to reduce pressure on the residents and businesses in the city of Ottawa. We have made a plan to consolidate our protest efforts around Parliament Hill. We will be working hard over the next 24 hours to get buy-in from the truckers. We hope to start repositioning our trucks on Monday. As stated earlier, and we we'll look forward to it. Yada, yada. Please reach out if you have any questions. Freedom Convoy. Some, some of you will say, we're looking, we're going to get the buy-in of the truckers. So there's, there's no deal. Uh, others of you are going to say there was an offer, there was an acceptance, and there was a window of 24 to 72 hours to implement the agreement because that's what there was. 
If they don't move by Monday, February 14, noon, I believe was what, um, was what he said. I want, I want to see evidence that this is happening by Monday. So there was no immediate do it by the end of the day or else. There was offer, acceptance, time frame to implement. What happens in that time frame? Oh, Herr Trudeau comes in, invokes the Emergencies Act for the first time ever in response to protests blockades. Here's a question to MSM. This was on uh, CBC. Hey, CBC, were you aware of the imminent settlement or the, uh, the accepted settlement and the imminent implementation of that settlement? Were you aware of that when, when this happened? Did you hold Justin Trudeau's feet to the fire when this happened? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Nate's in the house. Viva spitting the truth, vote Democrat. Spoiler alert. Uh, no, they didn't. Because they are paid propagandists sucking at Justin Trudeau's teats. Sucking at the proverbial government teat, which is our taxpayer dollars. They had an offer put forward by Jim Watson that had a time frame within which to execute. There was an acceptance from Tamara Lich, at best, or at worst, I should say, maybe with a conditional, we'll try to get the buy-in of the truckers, and we have a time frame to implement before the deadline could even be reached, the deadline to implement this accepted settlement in principle, in terms. Trudeau invokes the Emergencies Act. And he didn't just invoke the Emergencies Act, come in and bust heads. He invoked the Emergencies Act and then seized bank accounts. He, 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 there was a settlement. Oh, the, the protest would have gone on. It would have been concentrated to where I think it was concentrated to anyhow. No. After having been embarrassed nationally and internationally, um, Trudeau had to come down with a fist of fear. Trudeau, who never once took a moment to discuss. Not only is he a coward who refused to enter into negotiations, he had to sabotage the negotiations that were being conducted among people. Good faith people? I'm not so sure about Jim Watson anyway. In fact, I'm sure that he's not a good faith person. Who, who, knows, what, who knows what else went on between him and Jim? We'll see. That's it. Invoke the Emergencies Act, crush the protests, freeze the bank accounts, shred the very fabric of a constitutional, a free and democratic society. Well done, Justin Trudeau. And if this does not end Justin Trudeau's political career, uh, what, what can you say? Okay, so we got that. We got that. Let me just make sure that there was, there was something else about the convoy. That's, that's the highlight from yesterday. But I think there might have been something else. What's this? Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Speaking of, speaking of the um, Canadian media, Rachel Gilmore. Uh, and I'll, I'll say it, even though I know that my true, uh, the true members of our community would not send nasty emails using bad words to, to Rachel Gilmore. They might send emails expressing their discontent with her propaganda coverage, her, her repeated propaganda media coverage, inaccurate, superficial government lapdogs. But be respectful nonetheless, if not because you want to, at the very least, to be respectful to, to me and my, 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 my wishes that even in disagreement, we still conduct ourselves in a way that would make our parents, children, and pets proud. Uh, re reporter covering federal politics for Global News. Global News TikTok host, alleged Spice Girl, reach out. That's, um, that's Rachel Gilmore. Listen to what she says. She's, this is her coverage. Of the, this is her coverage. One screen, two films, people. Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson said a, couple, said a couple people were arrested due to threats amid the convoy protests. That includes, all, and all she's doing, she's just quoting Watson. 
My dear Watson, I think she's got it. That includes, quote, some guy from New Brunswick who was coming down here with guns in his trunk to shoot me, Watson said. Surely she surely she'll have the evidence to back that up, right? I mean, I, I went scroll down before. I did, I, before, I did my own research, but surely it's not just because Jim Watson, a man who now we know has open disdain for Canadian and Americans, uh, who, who, who feels, uh, you know, empowered to be honest when speaking seemingly privately to like-minded individuals, he, would, he wouldn't say something unsubstantiated. He wouldn't repeat fake news propaganda such as, Someone got assaulted at the Good Shepherd and stole food and then hurled an ethnic slur uh, at the security guard. He wouldn't, he wouldn't repeat those lies. They wouldn't repeat the lies of the arson, the convoy arsonist who went into a residential building and tried to set it on fire. They wouldn't repeat those lies. No, no, no. Surely Rachel Gilmore did her homework here before just repeating, just acting like the government lapdog that Canadian media is. Surely she would have done some verification here. Some guy from New Brunswick who was coming down here with guns in his trunk to shoot me. Watson wasn't alone in facing these threats, he said. He said, Gilmore's not lying. She's just repeating the statements of, of, of Wilson. All members of council were feeling the pressure because they were getting emails from around the world. Some pretty vulgar, foul language and lots of threats against individuals, including myself. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't say an email. You said there was some guy coming down with guns in his trunk to shoot you, Watson. I knew these people. I, what did they say? I knew these people were still people that were from the protest. They had, a, well, I don't know. What they're uh, now let's just see where, where was the, <laughs> the internet's funny. <laughs> this, the internet is funny. I, I just want to see some evidence of that. Uh, is there evidence? I mean, that's, that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. But there was an article that referred to someone from New Brunswick getting arrested. No mention of guns and no mention of threatening to shoot Watson. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to find it here. Prove it. Uh, was this the article? Anyhow, bottom line. There was no evidence to substantiate that claim. Just, 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 but, but Rachel Gilmore's not lying because she's just repeating the words of someone who might very well be lying or exaggerating or suffering from false memory syndrome. Or he's, he's just so scared that all of those Republicans from down south are going to come across the border and, and, and do bad things to him. But it's not a lie if they don't say it as their own statement of fact. If they're just quoting Someone without verifying what they're saying. Oh, they're, they're journalists. Hey, VF. Here, let's see this. Tur uh, tuning in from Germany this week. Here for the K show, I think it is interesting to hear folks from around the world say that these government measures are crazy. Mainly, these are engineers, though. LOL. James Knoll. Dude, looking snazzy. You, you, you look like someone I know, which is very, very confusing for me right now. Uh, thank you very much, James. So that's what's going on with, with the convoy. The, the media, the media that is supposed to be the scrutinizers of the government, supposed to hold the government's feet to the fire. Oh, what's that, Jim Watson? You made a statement that someone was coming down from New Brunswick with guns in their trunk to shoot you, and he was arrested? Can we see that? It might have happened. Can we see that arrest report? Can we see the allegations in that, in that, in that arrest report? Do you have any 
basis to substantiate that claim. In addition to all the other nonsensical things that you've reaffirmed on the stand. Ripping off face masks, assault, uh, stealing money, stealing food from the, uh, from the homeless shelter. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, the, the protesters were totally stealing food from a, from a homeless shelter as though they were not cooking food on the street for the homeless. Jim, I've got the videos. There were lineups of people cooking food. There was more food than the truckers could eat. Let me see. Oh, shoot. Oh, well, we learned a lesson here. Damn, I'm sweating again. Was it an anonymous tip? <laughs> oh, no, no. But no. Anyways, Rachel Gilmore, do, doing, doing the government's bidding. Jim Watson said it. All I'm doing is quoting Jim Watson. No critical thinking, no analysis, no deeper dive. And I'm not lying because Jim Watson said it. So if it's not true, I'm just repeating what someone said. That's, that's the latest. No, I'll tell you what. I was hungry, but I have a, a few neuroses for those of you who know me. One of which is eating in public. I do not like eating in public or eating on camera, which is why the time I was there for the, um, for the poutine fest and I had to eat a poutine, I, I get very uncomfortable eating in public. You were there. We know what the lies are. Bear lamb. No idea. No, no idea it would turn into this when I was down there. Okay, I think that's it for the, for the protest, which means we're going to mosey on over to the rumbled people. Uh, I saw you eat the poutine. Yeah, it was, um, it was a very, it was a very, it was so damn delicious. I had the, uh, did I have the lobster poutine? It was so freaking good. Oh my God. I'm gonna have to go back and get that. Uh, okay. Let's mosey on over to rumble. And before we do thank my sponsor, once again, if you need if you need an air purifier in viral cleanse, K L E N Z dot com, uh, promo code Viva 10% off the unit itself. You'll get, uh, air quality, a measurement tool device. And it's the type of thing that most people don't know that they need, but everybody needs clean air, pure air, um, especially if you have a, a family environment where people have asthma and you have dogs. Uh, EnviroCleanse.com, promo code Viva. Now, with that said, peeps, let's move on over to the rumble side. Three, two, one. Are we alone? Oh, hi. Rumble Squad. Rumble Squad, unite. Um, let's see what we got in the rant here. Let's get ready to rumble from Rob A. Lies, damn lies, and journalist from Prestitute. That's a good name. What I, what I love seeing, it satisfies a number of um, neuroses, is the number go up in rumble when everyone migrates from the YouTubes. Oh, my God. Have we got some stuff to talk about? I'm not talking about it on Rumble because I would avoid talking about it on YouTube and I'm going to put the stream up there afterwards. I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll be actually, you know, um, I'm always honest. I'm just going to, I'll be more transparent than uh, water. I was nervous about putting the stream from Sunday up because the, the Amazon suicide kit story, I was, if it gets demonetized, it gets demonetized. I, I posted it. We're good. I posted the highlight. It's, it, it, it said demonetized as, okay, I can, I can understand that. Um, so it, I, I was a little nervous. I'll live with it. But this is going up on YouTube. If it's not tomorrow, it'll be the day after the full stream. So I'm not talking about it here now because I can't talk about it on YouTube. We're just going to talk about it now. Uh, where do we start? 
because I don't know where to start with this on Fetterman. Let's start with Fetterman saying out loud what, uh, a too, what, what, what many people are just too ashamed to say out loud. And then we're going to get into Fetterman's um, physical issues, uh, that stroke that he suffered in May, which I didn't know about. I thought people were just making fun of Fetterman because he was awkward. I had no idea what we're seeing is an actual um, damage from a stroke. Dr. Sanjay Gupta coming to his defense, and then the debate around the issue of what um, Fetterman actually said the quiet part out loud. Listen to this. You, you'll, for anybody who follows me on Twitter, you'll know that I, that I often try to get people to answer this very simple question. The day before a scheduled C-section or the day before the full term of a pregnancy, if a woman decides to abort the fetus, do you talk, do, is, that, is that allowed or is that murder? So one, so one question, okay? We all agree, say we all agree, but there might be some who don't. You can't terminate a pregnancy after delivery. Okay, that would be murder. Most people agree with that, except maybe some politicians in California. The day before, her, her right, her choice, on demand, without apology, without exception. Does that include up to the day before a scheduled C-section or the delivery date? Yes or no? No, nobody ever answers the question, except Fetterman, maybe to some extent here. Nobody ever answers the question because they know it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't answer. They either say, yes, the day before it's murder, in which case they support some restrictions on abortion, or they say, no, the day before a scheduled delivery or a scheduled C-section, it's not murder, in which case they're murderers. The way they weasel out of it, that's a, that's a hypothetical example. Hold on, let me just get this out of here so you can... I can gesticulate properly. The, the way they weasel out of it, no woman would do that. Oh, that's a hypothetical example. Uh, I don't want to use words like dummies or morons. Let me just say this. You haven't thought this one out properly. No person would do that. It's a hypothetical. All criminal restrictions are hypothetical restrictions. It bans hypothetical theft. Criminal law prohibits hypothetical drug dealing. They don't punish the act after it they outlaw it before. They are outlawing an act that has not yet occurred. Pretty much by definition, all criminal restrictions are restrictions on things that have not yet happened. Hence, they are restricting hypothetical occurrences, which if they materialize, then they click and come into effect. No one would, no one would, no person would end, would, would, would terminate a pregnancy a day before the C-section. Uh, nobody would, so you acknowledge that's murder. I mean, to some extent, but let's just say, why would you say that? No one would do that. I mean, people do all sorts of terrible things in life. I mean, if no one, no one would murder, then why do you even need murder laws? Oh, no one would do that. No woman would carry a baby to term. And then the day before scheduled C-section decide to abort it. Okay. Then you should have no problem making it specifically illegal. What's the problem? If nobody does it, then you should have no problem for prohibiting the nobody that does it from not doing what nobody does. Period. It's a hypothetical example. Strawmanning. I'm not strawmanning. You know what I'm doing. It's a reductio. You have to answer that question in a certain way. Barring the most unforeseeable, catastrophic, cataclysmic uh, circumstances in which, I don't know, it can't be done. And nobody in good conscience can say it can be done. So we all agree pretty much that you cannot terminate a pregnancy the day before the due date without that being murdered. How about two days? 
And here's the discussion that nobody wants to get into. But give, it, give credit to Fetterman. He either said the quiet part out loud or he lacks the capability to provide the nuanced evasion that most politicians provide. Listen to this. I tried, I tried to find the entire interview to get the, if there were greater context to this because this does come from... Do you support... Hold on. How do I get out of it? No! What the... I don't want to see that. This comes from RNC research. So it's partisan. I, I wanted to see if there was more context that might explain this away. I could not find the original interview yet. So with that caveat here, let's see what Fetterman has to say. I don't know why he's dressed like that. He's running for office. He's not yelling at the world through a camera in his office. Although I, I still think this shirt is nicer than that sweatshirt, but whatever. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always believed Even in the third trimester. I, 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 I believe that choice uh, uh, is. He, he, uh, couldn't answer it, but he said, I do not support any restrictions, even in the third trimester. Okay. Between a woman, her doctor, and a God if she prays to one. Do you support. I believe it's between a woman, her doctor, and a God if she, if she prays to one. Uh, all right. Now, so why can't we just, just Fetterman, like, let's take this one step further. Why can't we analogize that just to murder? That's between her, her doctor. What if the, the doctor says, yeah, okay, the, the kid's born and don't really like it. You can do it. Uh, he, he, could not, he could not get uh, away from that question. No restrictions, according to Fedman. Let's see how popular that is with middle-of-the-road liberal Democrats. It, it's so outlandish because I, I have the discussion, not just from a partisan perspective, I have this discussion with a great man. Nobody, and I mean nobody except the most, you know, the people who go on, on, on podcasts and talk about relish in the procedure. Like there was, there was some nasty videos going around, but uh, nobody supports that. Nobody supports absolutely no restrictions, period. Fetterman said the, the, the quiet part out loud. And now he's going to have to get disavowed by even his own side because nobody wants to admit it and yet nobody wants to uh, say it out loud either. So, and then the discussion around that. The discuss on the substance of it. No restrictions whatsoever. And, and then I was, I was, I was uh, just getting in, into the thought experiments. But you don't even need to get into the thought experiments. California Penal Statute 187. Murder is the unlawful killing of a human being or a fetus with malice aforethought. This section does not apply to any person who commits an act that results in the death of a fetus if any, any being any of the three, not, not cumulative, alternative, of the following is applied. The act complied with the Therapeutic Abortion Act, Article 2, commencing with Section whatever. Okay, some restrictions. The act was committed by a holder of a physician's and surgeon's certificate as defined in the business and professions code in a case where to a medical certainty, the results of childbirth would be death of the mother of the fetus or where her death from childbirth, although not medically certain, would be substantially certain or more likely than not. Three, the act was solicited, aided, abetted, or consented to by the mother of the fetus. This is the absolute incoherence of this provision of law. It would be murder 
if not by the consent of the mother, but not murder if the mother consents. The argument is that her body, her choice, it's not an independent being. It's not a separate person under the law. And so therefore she can do what she wants with her body because it's her body, her choice. No other human in the sense of the law in consideration. If there's no other human in the sense of the law, how then can it be murder if the mother consents to it? If it's not a human under the law, it would not be murder. If it's her body, her choice, not a, no other entity, no other legal being, it wouldn't be murder. If it's murder, to the extent the mother does not consent to it, it's no longer, even by the wording of the law, her body. It might still be her choice under the law, but it's not her body because you can't murder your own body and then not be dead after the fact. And, and then the, 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 the double logic here in that it would be legal if the mother decides to do it by consent. I don't know up until when, but I know that the, the draft legislation, or it might have already passed in California. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's passed, but the, the law that there will be no inquiries into a death of a, fee, of a baby uh, to the extent it occurs within 30 days of, 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 of birth. I hope I, didn't, I, did, I, hope I did not uh, misarticulate the provisions of that legislation, but chat, let me know. It would be murder if someone else does it to the same being that it wouldn't be murder if the mother did it. And, and people try to work around this. Well, it's easy. Uh, I can punch myself in the face and it's not assault. But if you punch me in the face, it's assault. Yeah, but uh, first of all, if, there is, if something has been murdered and someone is still alive afterwards, we're necessarily not talking about the murder that occurred to the person. We are necessarily under the law, under the drafting and concept of this law, talking about the murder of another human being because you cannot murder something that's not a human being under the law. So it, it's, it's a conceptual, inconsistent, incoherent position to take. And, and um, oh, the vote hasn't passed. November 8th vote, you're right, if that's... If that's um, so the people say, well, I can do what I want to my body. Yes, but you can't murder your body and then stay alive afterwards. It's not murder. It's, it's, so it's not analogous to harming your own body or assaulting yourself or cutting yourself. It's not assault. And if someone cuts you, it's assault. Murder means the unlawful taking of a life. So you can't murder yourself and still be alive afterwards. That which was murdered has to be an independent, separate life. If the argument is her body, her choice, and it's not a separate being, uh, well, this law seems to certainly undermine that position. At the very least, make it mutually incompatible. So that's just the, that, that's the quirk about the substance of these laws. And Fetterman, you know, say, saying uh, the very unpopular part out loud, so much so that even the people who support Fetterman have to find a way to distance themselves from this. Yeah, well, no, no, but nobody's doing it up until the last day. So it's, it's, it's a stupid hypothetical. Um, the question then was, well, what the heck is Fetterman's problem that he can't, you know, he can't evade the question like all other capable politicians can evade providing that damning, unpopular, and I would say uh, intolerable answer to the question. Fetterman had a stroke, by the way, in May. I didn't know this. Uh, I, you know, I'm shocked actually that uh, maybe not so many people, or maybe it happened at the time, you know, Fetterman was open about certain medical procedures, having, having had them himself. 
and then suffers a, 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 what, what even Sanjay Gupta describes as a very serious stroke. We're, we're, we're noticing this trend. It might, it, who knows? It, the stroke might have been caused by long COVID. Who, who knows? It might have been caused by COVID itself. But Fetterman, vocal about certain medical procedures, suffers a stroke at a relatively young age, a very serious stroke where they have to pull a blood clot out of his brain. And um, parentheses closed. I didn't know that Fetterman had a stroke. I saw everybody like, you know, is Fetterman all right? What's wrong with Fetterman? Putting together these montages, which looked to be edited in that they were short, short sentences. But Fetterman, it didn't look like he knew how to speak publicly. Couldn't finish sentences. Incoherent. And I, I thought that's just the way Fetterman was. I didn't know he had had a stroke. And so when people were making fun of his delivery, I was like, oh, that's, his, that's the way he talks. Don't make, no need to make fun of it. And not that people should make fun of it now, but now people should be asking some serious medical questions. And they are. Is he fit? Because I've seen some before and after now. He didn't always talk like that. Is he fit from this stroke that he had? Uh, and let's hear this. Sanjay Gupta. Well, and I, I'll tell you one thing. COVID has made me loathe Sanjay Gupta. COVID has made me appreciate Dr. Sanjay Gupta is a dino, a doctor in name only. <laughs> Dr. Sanjay Gupta is a doctor. He is a CNN propagandist. He is a political, um, he is a political tool. I actually like that. I, I've, I've now thoroughly come to accept this. So much so, listen to this. Dino. So in terms of his ability to serve in the United States Senate, uh, can he Support understand Fetterman. a tough national security issue before he casts a vote? Can he understand the complexities of a major health care bill if he had to cast a vote? Uh, could he understand the major complexities of a tax bill if he had to conduct a vote? Uh, can he read it as opposed to getting a briefing from the staff? Is that kind of the issue here? I think so. I, I think that's it. I, it does not appear to have a, a problem with understanding comprehension. He does not seem to have a problem with understanding comprehension. Based on what do you say that, Dr. Sanjay Gupta? It is a processing issue that seems to be the case. And again, this is based on looking at these interviews. We have not seen his medical records, but that's... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's that? We haven't seen his medical records? Do we not recall what happened to a so-called psychiatrist in the trial of Johnny Depp who came to a clinical assessment of Johnny Depp based on commercials, based on his performance? Oh, no, no, no. I haven't seen his medical records based on interviews understanding comprehension it is a processing issue that seems to be the case and again this is based on looking at these interviews we have not seen his medical records but that's really what it does look like a processing issue versus a comprehension issue so <laughs> i haven't seen uh the medical records which might show that i'm 1000 percent wrong uh, forget that forget that uh, it's it's no biggie it's no biggie yeah it might need to be presented differently you know written down versus spoken but he could recover in terms of actually being able to improve auditory processing as well. He's five months out from his stroke. Typically, people will have recovery, you know, sort of six months to 18 months, they can even continue to recover. So uh, whatever deficits he has now in terms of his ability... To Which I don't know because I haven't seen his medical reports. I've just seen a few interviews where he doesn't take questions, doesn't enter into debates, and can barely finish a sentence. But I'm, I'm, I'm surmising nonetheless that his comprehension is fine. Auditory process may improve as well. 
I don't want to minimize how significant an event this was. It was sounds like it was a significant event. They had to pull a blood clot out of one of the blood vessels in his brain. But people do recover from these as well. They recover is not the issue. If they don't die, they recover. The question is their intellectual, mental fitness for office. Is it is he going to understand complex tax bills, uh, security issues? Well, uh, we might have to, you know, find other ways to explain what's going on to him. Uh, he might get better. It was a serious thing. They had to pull a blood clot out of his brain. Uh, he can't finish sentences, but it looks like he understands things, but I haven't seen his medical records. Thank you, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Uh, this is an opinion fitting for the most trusted name in news. And it, it, it looks like he's, that's exactly what he's doing. That's the, do- that's, that's, that's the state of, of medicine today, people. Someone says, yeah, Desert62 says, in the neck. <laughs> Droyal3 says, did we need to see Christopher Reeve's medical reports to realize he wouldn't be on our track team? <sighs> That's Dr. Sanjay Gupta. This is, this is the absolute state of medicine and politics. But hold on one second. What's this? Okay, that's not the right one. That's the hijab question. Uh, Okay, I'm just going to use this window. I want to see one thing. Yeah, you say, uh, well, the prime minister asks how you're doing. Okay, we saw that. I just want to see one thing. I'm certain about this. Fetterman vaccine tweet. It's just to make sure. John Fetterman on Twitter. My entire family is vaccinated and boosted. Vaccines plus effective treatment are safe and still the key to getting us out of this new phase of the pandemic. April 2022. And April to May. Does nobody ask these goddamn questions, people? I mean, this is a John Fetterman stroke. Does no, do nobody ask, just like, just may I see? It was, it was May 2022. I almost died. Pennsylvania Senate nominee John Fetterman says he is still recovering from a stroke. Oh, and this is June. April, we're all vaxxed and boosted. May, stroke. June, I almost died. I'm not, I'm not putting anything together. I, I, I know that I thought it was in the month of May. Let me just see here. Stroke I suffered on May 13th. May 13th, he suffered a stroke. May 13th, he had a stroke. April 22nd, he's tweeting about having been vaccinated and boosted. Did did anyone ask the question? I I didn't. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's it. So Fetterman Fetterman is, uh, he's fit for office. Uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta said as much without having seen his medical records, which from what I understand, uh, Fetterman does not want to provide, won't agree to public debates, demonizes Dr. Oz for suggesting that he won't, he won't agree to public debates because of his stroke and says that nobody should be made fun of for their medical condition. True. Nobody should be made fun of for their medical condition. I would argue that also includes not being vaccinated, but that's not my point on this. Nobody should be made fun of for their medical condition but you don't ask the blind person to drive the bus. 
And you don't ask someone who might have suffered serious neurocognitive impairments as a result of a stroke to sit in office. It's, it's not making fun of, but we have to now re-gauge life limitations based on physical limitations. Big distinction. That's Fetterman. Let's see what we got here. Okay, I'm not reading some of that chat, people. All right, and then uh, just, uh, you know, uh, I, th this one probably could have been segued in from Jim Watson's Trump derangement syndrome. Do, do, the the uh, Let me see, I, I don't want to get to the punchline. Concern, th this story is making the rounds. I, I, I was jogging yesterday watching the news and I was just amazed and watching. I, I couldn't hear anything. So I see a, a woman rock climbing. And I was like, I, I used to rock climb, by the way. I was, I was, I was mildly decent. Uh, but I, I thought it was just a rock climbing competition. Then I see it's a news piece and I had to see what was going on. Concerns mount over Iranian climber Elnaz Rakabi after she competed without hijab by Rebecca Wright. Right, right, right. A female Iranian climber who did not wear a hijab at an international competition in South Korea left for Iran on Tuesday as Iranian groups based abroad raised alarms over her fate back home. I'm old enough to remember once upon a time when, as a protest to Trump, because this is how things work, the hijab became a symbol of resistance feminism in the age of Trump. 2017. 2022. Uh... There are protests in Iran because a woman was beaten to death by police uh, for not wearing a hijab properly, I believe is how they described it. It's an amazing thing that depending on who your enemy is, the same, the same act will take on different meanings. The argument has always been that the hijab is a sign or, or, or a practice of subordinating women. That, that's the argument. And I'm not going to wade into it. That has been the argument for a very long time, at least the position, the, the social disagreement. Only when Trump says that does it then become a symbol of women's liberation. Five years ago, women's liberation. It, it, wearing the hijab is a symbol of resistance and feminism in, in the age of Trump. In the age of reality, uh, it gets you into very, very, very big trouble in the societies that impose that restriction or that impose that requirement on women. I understand the argument that Wearing it as an act of rebellion is different than, or I say, wearing it as an act of rebellion is different than wearing it as an act of domination. And not wearing it as an act of rebellion is different than being, being precluded from wearing it as an act of some form of domination. I appreciate the argument. All that to say is, um, it doesn't mean it's a good argument. <laughs> it means that you're grasping at straws to try to make sense of the uh, factual and psychological inconsistencies of the position, which is the reason why Trump was saying what he said at the time is because that's a position that a lot of people hold that is time-tested and legislatively true in countries where if you don't wear the hijab, you might go to jail and you might suffer a worse fate. But hatred of Trump is so great, it causes people to take the exact opposite position just for the sake of taking it, and then five years later, realizing, oh, yeah, maybe Trump wasn't wrong about certain things. Maybe my hatred for Trump blinded me to the fact that he might still be right. He might be a lamentable, loathsome human being. It doesn't mean that he's wrong in everything. 
This is the absolute psychotic level of politics. People hatred for of Trump was so great that wearing the hijab became a, a sign of women's liberation. When in reality, the exact opposite, it was the exact opposite. Orange man bad, turn brain rotten. Just a parenthesis. I mean, it, the thing is, you have to have been alive long enough and remember this to know that it occurred. Otherwise, if, you're, if your memory is that of a political goldfish and it goes back two years, you don't remember people were saying, no, 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 you got it all wrong. Wearing the hijab is an act of women's liberation. That's why women in Iran who don't wear the hijab get arrested, assaulted, and uh, recently killed by police. I, 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 but I didn't know that happened. So my short-term memory and political uh, application of the time uh, don't question it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that was interesting. So hope other people found it interesting. Maybe people forgot about the fact that, you know, Trump makes people so crazy, they will actually act against their own best interests to defy Trump. Um, okay, then we're going to get into, uh, let's just, let's just, uh, another interesting, someone yesterday asked me to define woke on the Twitterverse. What did I just do here? Hold on. Someone asked me to define woke. Uh, let, let's get that up, actually. Hold on. Cenk Uyghur put out a tweet that says, holy crap, we're going to lose in November, and it's all because you guys didn't, uh, you know, pass the Voting Rights Act or something. Let me just, let me just get to that tweet. It's like, he said, the, the, you know, people are now seeing the writing on the wall. They should not get lazy and apathetic and lackadaisical. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. And get out there and vote until the vote is in. Uh, but Cenk Uyghur, where is it? Okay, here we go. We go here. Got to find the trail. This is the trail. The trail of evidence, people. Chenk, whom I would have a discussion with any day of the week. Tweets, and I quote. Just make sure. It looks like we're going to lose the midterms. We. People will look back at Democrats' inability to pass voting rights legislation as the moment we lost everything. No, they won't. Chenk, no, they won't. That, that, is a, that is a bad, bad interpretation of events. But it's yours and you're entitled to it. Stunning failure of epic proportions. And everyone in D.C. yawned because they're used to excusing Democrat failures. Well, I think we can agree with that. But I don't think the Democrats, if they do lose um, in November, are going to have lost because of their inability to pass voting rights legislation. I think they're going to lose because people are going to look back at corruption incompetence, woke ideology, idiotic police policy, inhumane lockdown policies. It's almost like they're bad consequences. It's, it's almost like there's consequences to bad politics. <laughs> and, and the responses to this are fascinating. Some people, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the schnook Canadian who still seems to understand the difference between the federal government and state government. This person right here, for example, not to make fun of them. I agree, but lockdowns in America were sadly under Trump. Yeah, Trump didn't lock down the states. The states locked down the states. For, for good or for bad, and I think it's for good, there seems to be a lot more deference to state autonomy in the United States than to provincial autonomy in Canada. It occurred under Trump. It also occurred under Putin. It, it, having occurred under or at the same time of something is in no way correlative to any sort of causal effect between the two. It happened under the sun. The sun didn't do it. 
It happened under Trump. It wasn't Trump locking down Michigan. It was Whitmer. It wasn't Trump locking down Pennsylvania. It was Wolf. It wasn't Trump killing 10,000 elderly in New York. That was Cuomo. Oh, but it happened under Trump. Okay, so I don't know if this was genuine or just you know naive or just disingenuous try to pass the buck. Woke ideology equals teaching history accurately. Yeah, no, 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 that's not it. But someone asked me, define woke ideology quickly. Because, you know, barking orders of people on the internet. Although I, I, I'm probably guilty about doing that because I understand their points. Define woke ideology. You use the word, what does it mean? Just do, do it quickly. Don't take too much. Don't Google an answer. Don't draft one. I appreciate that. Okay, fine. Uh, that was at 156. When was my, what, at what time was my response? 2 p.m., four minutes later. Okay, I think that's quick enough. Define woke ideology quickly. Teaching gender identity to children. Allowing transition therapy and hormone blockers for minors. Teaching critical race theory in schools. Removal of monuments of historical figures. Allowing biological males to compete in sports for biological females. Is that good enough? I, I, I did run out of time and space. Could have added um, suppression of First Amendment rights under the guise of feelings. So I think I did good. But they just like, y'all involved problems out of nowhere. I did an interview with Chloe Cole, um, Blue. They're not invented. They're not out of nowhere, but they are problems. So with that, with that fun exchange said, that's, that's what woke ideology means. And I think it's a darn good definition. Uh, there was a, 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 a I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to the whole podcast at all. It's just like, we realize we are in a bizarro universe. This is an actual thing. This is an actual podcast. I, I have no judgment for people's personal decisions. When they're adults, if they want to do things to their body, it's their choice. But Jordan Peterson has a different angle. You know, uh, what Paige did to Paige's body, uh, if they're celebrities and they influence other people, well, that could be problematic. I appreciate that, but that's the way it's always been. You know, what, what celebrities do to their bodies that have an influence on people is no different than celebrities who do drugs, who behave immorally, who promote bad music. Uh, if we draw the line at, you know, the moral problem is only when they transition and not when they do other things, that's an inconsistent or arbitrary line to draw on the sand. And if we're going to, you know, object to everything that is, you know, that has an, uh, an influence on people that we find immoral that celebrities do, well, then we're into dictating other people's behavior. Trans girls can do it all. Trans girls can do it all. Tune into the latest episode of The Beauty Of, where host David Lopez sits down with guest Dylan Mulvaney to chat all things girlhood. Watch now. Now I know I can find love. I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have a family. I want to be a mom one day. And I absolutely can. And that's why the narrative still has a long way to go. Because when I was grieving Boy Dylan, I didn't know those things were even accessible to me. Now I know I can find love. Now, again, we have to make sure that we understand terms here. Because we live in a world where words might not mean what we think they mean anymore. Girlhood might not mean girlhood in the sense that we typically understand it. It might have an alternate meaning. Uh, I don't know, in the urban dictionary. So actually, let me just check this out. Uh, girlhood, urban, urban dictionary. Like maybe 
the state or time of being a girl. Okay, so it, it, it is not like, uh, unless, you know, until proof to the contrary, it's not a term that is now known within the trans community for biological males who transition to female um, and their process. So it's, it's, it's girlhood. Uh, and can we appreciate that we live in a world where we have two biological males sitting down to discuss the beauty of girlhood? It, 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 Want to talk about woke ideology? This is woke ideology. Two biological men talking about the beauty of girlhood, which is something on its own, which I can, you know, people might take issue with, but two biological men, XY chromosomes, male body parts, however they identify, whatever they want to do, that's up to them. Sitting down to talk about the beauty of girlhood is the erasure of women. It, I mean, it's, it's, can you imagine the, you have to explain it. And that makes your head melt. It is the erasure of women. Two biological men sitting down to talk about the beauty of womanhood, girlhood, without the input of biological women. I, it, the, the, the panel is so diverse, it has no biological women on it. And they're talking about the beauty of girlhood. Erasure of womanhood, erasure of women, misogyny. Arguably, but not so arguably. We, we don't need biological women anymore to talk about the beauty of girlhood. I, I, I'm curious to know how biological women feel about that. <laughs> next topic says, uh, okay, anyway, that, that was it. N next topic indeed, because the next topic, and I have to, I have a, I have a prior commitment of uh, parenting at uh, one o'clock-ish. Uh, let's get to Carrie Lake, people. Let's get to Carrie Lake for a second. Actually, the one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the entire Sanjay Gupta interview just so everybody can revel in the madness. Um, okay, now I got to get the thing. Carrie Lake. Some of us have heard her by name only. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Listen to this. I, I, I can tell you what her, what, her, what her Wikipedia profile is going to read like. <laughs> Let's see this. I can guarantee you there's going to be words like conspiracy theory, far-right extremist. Guaranteed. Okay, I, I'm blocking it. Guaranteed. Hashtag warning, not a guarantee, but it's, it's a guarantee. Carrie Ann Lake, born August 23, 1969, is an American politician and former television news anchor. After working at Phoenix television station KSAZ-TV for 22 years, she stepped down from her anchor role in March 2021, that would explain her demeanor, which I found to be way above average for your typical politician. She announced her campaign for the governor of Arizona on June 1, 2021, and is the Republican nominee in the, in the 2022 Arizona gubernatorial election. Born in Arizona, okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me see here. Lake grew up in Iowa, graduated from a media career. Hold on, am I going to be wrong about my prediction? Damn it. Hold on, let me just see here. Oh, uh, oh, oh, it hurts. It hurts to be right when you don't really want to be right. <laughs> Political positions. She's a Trump candidate during 2022. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, fine. Lake has opposed legislation to create non-discrimination protections for people based on sexual orientation and gender identity and opposing restroom accommodation for transgender people. 
Uh, what did I just do? That's not what I wanted to get to. In an interview with 60 Minutes, Lake asserted that Australians have no freedom due to strict Australian gun laws. In a tweet several months later, Lake said that if, the, if elected governor, she would not recognize federal gun laws. Promotion of false election claims and alignment with Trump. Lake has been a leading proponent of the false claim that the 2020 presidential election was, quote, stolen from Trump. During her campaign, she aligned herself with Trump and made a promotion, yada, 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 of the election lies central to her candidacy. Lake falsely claimed that Joe Biden did not receive 81 million votes and that Arizona, which was won by Biden in 2020, was actually won by Trump. After the 2021 Maricopa County presidential ballot audit found no evidence of election fraud, she demanded the election be decertified, a legal impossibility, as such a process does not exist. She endorsed a false assertion by Trump, Liz, spokesman Liz Harrington and Democrats. They used mail-in ballots to rig the elections. Lake tweeted quotes made by Sidney Powell and Lou Dobbs that falsely asserted there was a sweeping election fraud conspiracy. She has advocated for imprisoning Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Uh, baseless allegations of criminality. Okay, fine. Hold on. So that, let me just see this. Conspiracy. We got that one and that one. Okay. Let's do... Um, Racist. Okay, so there's no race. How about the uh, alt? Oh, that's going to be uh, okay. How about uh, right? Well, right is definitely going to be there. Lake endorsed. Oh, there we go. Far right online streamer in his campaign. Oh, anti-Semitic candidate. Let's hear this. Surely this is going to be very damning. Endorsement of an anti-Semitic candidate. Lake endorsed Jaron Jackson, a far-right online streamer, in his campaign for state senate in Oklahoma. Jackson was subsequently scrutinized for his past record of making anti-Semitic comments, including claiming that, quote, the Jews, end quote, are evidence that, quote, evil exists, end quote. That, quote, Jews will go to hell, end quote. I'm sorry, that, that's anti... I mean, I've, I've heard a number of religious people <laughs> say this uh, growing up, and that Jews taking over the world... Those prompted groups such as the Jewish community relations, yada, yada, yada. Oh, it's, ama it's, it's amazing. Let, 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 let me make this part clear. Although I shouldn't say that because that's bad form. Uh, I don't think that those people who have had old pictures turn up of them dressed in a darker skin tone than their natural skin tone. I don't necessarily think that that's evidence that they were racist. That, that, that might be a controversial thing to say. Uh, you know, uh, the guy, the guy from, uh, Vir what was his name from Virginia, the people who dressed up in KKK uniforms, Hitler, Nazi uniforms. I, I don't, as a matter of that element alone, necessarily conclude that those people are anti-Semitic or racist. Even, even Justin Trudeau, if it were just for his blackface photos from the year 2000, I wouldn't cite that as incontrovertible evidence that Justin Trudeau's racist at all. I'd say he's an idiot. Uh, at the time, maybe, you know, the norms were different. I don't know. I but I would not use that fact and that fact alone to conclude that Justin Trudeau's racist or a misogynist. I would use his policy, his actions in modern times. So whatever this guy might have said a long time ago, however long ago it was, I'll, I'll need a little more before I write somebody off for those reasons. But what's interesting here is the political and intellectual double standard. Justin Trudeau is not forever racist for, dressed, for having dressed in blackface. Governor Nofolk, or whatever his name is, not forever racist, despite the pictures of him dressed in blackface. 
But someone who made an anti-Semitic, an allegedly anti-Semitic comment, however long ago, always an anti-Semite, um, because that's how politics works. So that's um, that. So now, now we know who who Carrie Lake is, and it's going to make a little more sense of this video. We'll see if we'll see if YouTube has a problem with this. Uh, they 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 flagged. Uh, they gave um, Robert Gouveia a strike because he read from court filings in which Donald Trump made certain allegations. We'll see if YouTube takes issue with me playing a video clip of Carrie Lake making a statement and what a statement it is. In fact, you know, if they take issue with this, they're going to have to take issue with, with, with Democrat politicians. So let, let, let's see what happens. This is Carrie Lake crushing it. By the way, you want to compare her demeanor to, to that political um, rubbish coming out of Canada, Justin Trudeau. You want to talk about someone speaking with conviction, someone with convincing demeanor, uh, someone with, as Scott Adams would say, the power of persuasion. Uh, Carrie Lake has got the power of persuasion. But how? Listen to this. I'm actually shocked you asked that question. <laughs> well, actually, yes, I don't think you'll tell one once in a while. <laughs> you know, I, I did a little, actually, Anthony. Anthony, how old are you? 20. Are you a journalist? No. Well, you did better research than half these people. Um, let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh, wow, look at this. This is from this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Uh, we covered that one. It was, it was different when she said it. She was talking about something totally different. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. Meredith from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's what her demeanor, that's what Carrie Lake's demeanor reminds me of. Who, that's, that's who Carrie Lake's demeanor reminds me of. This is our Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? And you know what's beautiful this about says, this? Was the 2016- you know that she knew this before. So she's sort of acting, acting. You know that she knew this before because all you know anybody who's been paying attention and knew this, but this is the show of the delivery of her message. It's it's magnificent. Sixteen election legitimate. It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans. It's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech, and we're not going to relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. If you want a copy of these, I'm sure that we're, Anthony would help you get a copy and help you learn how to be journalists. But look it up. It's been happening for a long time. Since 2000, people have questioned the legitimacy of our elections. And all we're asking is that in the future, we don't have that have to happen anymore. When I'm governor, excuse me, when I'm governor, we're going to make sure we have honest elections. We want the Democrats, the independents, and the Republicans to all know that their vote counted. Excuse me. I'm talking. We want fair, honest, and transparent elections, and we're going to deliver that for the people. But just remember, guys, 
This is one page after Hillary Clinton says George W. Bush was selected president, not elected. So let's start. If you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were. Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. Next question. That's a mic drop, a legitimate mic drop moment. And I think I'm in political love. Political love. I'm a married man. Avoid, avoid the problems you see coming out of California. But as far as political performances go, as far as political messaging goes, as far as demeanor, content, substance, form, oh, that's amazing. Amazing. And there's, there's very few people who, who are not going to be uh, swayed by that. Uh, and those who won't uh, will never be, will never be swayed. But I, wanna, I would just want to pull up one thing, actually. Let me go to YouTube. Uh, it was um, Trump, Georgia election. There was a... Um, Oh, I got to probably take out the word. I think it was BBC. Who, who did it? I might not be able to find it now. Uh, but it was, a, it, was a whole, it was a whole piece about potential, potential chicanery, political chicanery in Georgia that they thought would uh, be a problem when they thought Trump might win. Trump loses. All of a sudden, they scrap, they scrap that programming. Yeah, good, good for the goose, good for the gander. The problem is people, uh, that, that is from, uh, good for the goose, is from Desert 62. The problem is, and people aren't wrong in saying this, they know it's not a double standard, it's a hierarchy. They know it's, it's, it is a double standard. They know that it's, they're, they're not intellectually honest in their application of the rules. You know, some dude who said something anti-Semitic 10 years ago will always be forever an anti-Semite if he's a, an adversary. If he's an ally and it's Norfolk from Virginia, Trudeau from wherever, uh, Hillary Clinton making hot sauce, uh, other racial jokes, no, you forgive them because they're, they're good. They're not racist. They're Democrats. The, but so it, it is applying one set of rules to your adversaries while a- applying an entire set of exceptions to your allies. So yeah, no, they get to. Because when, when Saki did it, uh, not Saki, I'm sorry, that's the wrong press secretary. Um, uh, Jean-Pierre election denial tweet. When, when, when Jean-Pierre does it, when the press secretary does it, don't trust me, YouTube, overlords, trust the interwebs, Karine Jean-Pierre. This is her personal account, but she's press secretary now. Stolen emails, stolen drone, stolen election. Welcome to the world of hashtag unpresident Trump. There was a second one. She had a second tweet. Yeah, she had a second one. I forget, I forget what it was. Let's go to um, Hillary Clinton. Selected. President Bush. Let's just see that one. I don't know if we're going to be able to find that one. That one. That was before the age of the internet. The internet is amazing. Here's here you go. Hillary Clinton. In 2002, George W. Bush was selected, not elected. 
I, I can do the homework as well, but we, we've we've already done it, so we don't need to do it again. But uh, yeah, no, they they know they know they're inconsistent. It's it's the same mental gymnastics that they go through to forgive themselves and 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 forever castigate their adversaries. Goes into policy. It goes into logic. It goes into it goes into everything. It goes into application of, of two sets of rules. It goes into free speech. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can call Trump uh, uh, all the things in the world, but yeah, Kanye. No, he can't talk. Alex Jones can't talk, but um, they they can deny things. Um, I'm reading a chat, which I, I I won't read it out loud. <laughs> Viva Bards 36. I don't know. Can, can can non-citizens... No, a non-citizen can't be vice president. That's an issue. That was a stupid question. Um, Viva, what, this is from Vicky Lynn, 1974. Viva, what is your take on the CDC voting this week to add the jab to childhood. Well, there will be, there will be mass protest if that occurs. Mass protest. To me, it's, it's unconscionable, unimaginable that it could even be uh, up for discussion. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like it's, it's, it's not incompetence. It's not anything at this point. I, I, I cannot but come to the conclusion that it's nothing other than malice to, to, to actually seriously be talking about imposing this on the list of uh, on the list of vaccines. By the way, if they do this, it's going to cause everybody to now go back and look at that list. If this, the the fact that it's even a discussion is an absolute bloody outrage. We know that we know the problems. We know the uh, the, the the risks of that. Uh, we we might know an underestimate, but we know. We know it, and for a demographic that is, it's not. It's not. You don't have to listen to me. Statistically non-existent risk. So they're going to add this to the list of mandatory vaccines, something that now many doctors recognize is not even a vaccine. It's a therapeutic, according to Dr. Kieran Moore and others. Add it to the list. Put that, if they even have the discussion, it's going to cause outrage. If it gets on that list, there will be mass protests. And if it gets on that list, uh, it will cause people who have hitherto been respecting that list to now question everything on that list. uh, Who was it? It was was Neil Oliver. (laughs) It was Neil Oliver in his, in his piece. Oh, I'm going to find it. No, I, I posted it to Twitter. He says, you know, like, trust is like a vase. And when that vase breaks, you can, you can glue it together again. Uh, but you'll never trust it to retain water. I would have gone a, a different angle. I would say, you know, you can, you can glue it together again. But you will always see the cracks from when it, when it broke. You'll always see the scars from having lost faith in institutions that are built on faith. When it comes to experts, and I don't mean faith is in blind faith. I mean, like, when it comes to science, that is when you have people defer to people based on trust, based on faith that they're going to do the right things and actually abide by the right rules and actually be scientific about it. And when you break that faith, you cause irreparable and permanent damage to the institutions. Put them on that list. Put the jab on that list. Mass protest, mass pushback, and everyone is now going to look at that list and say, holy crap, if you authorized this, what other crap did you authorize? <laughs> you have to pronounce vase like face, Viva. You're in the USA. I, there's one, I'm, I'm not sure about pasta or pasta, uh, project or project. 
and vase versus vase. I go vase. I will always have the French, the French influence. <laughs> um, all right, great. Uh, that's that's so that's what I think of that. It's 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 incomprehensible. The discussion can even be being had. Oh, public service announcement. Not not an ad. This is not part of the sponsored ads. Envirocleanse.com, promo code Viva. Um, public service announcement. For everybody who thinks, you know, like you're a, you're, a, you're a stickler of a parent if you don't let your kids play in swamp water, uh, you know, flood water, don't. You can't. This is coming out of Florida now. Every neurotic out there already knew this. You, you cannot play in swamp floodwaters, even if it looks fun and it's on the streets and, the, you know, the kids want to be kids and get flesh-eating virus, among other things, hepatitis, I don't, whatever, CDF, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Florida flesh-eating illness cases spike after Hurricane Ian. You see, you see stagnant water. It looks like a beautiful pond. It looks like a, a lovely body of water, except it's poo-poo water. The sewers have backed up. Uh, you know, the flow of dog crap, vomit, used condoms and garbages. That's flowed into all that. And it's sitting there baking in the hot Florida sun. And bacteria love that. The Florida county that was devastated by Hurricane Ian last month has seen a surge in cases of flesh-eating bacteria illnesses and deaths. Uh, official, I mean, the, uh, so it's so terrible. I mean, you don't you don't even go swimming in you don't dunk in 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 natural swamp water, let alone flood water, backed up. Oh, the stuff that's in there. Uh, okay, officials say uh, uh, Lee County, where the Category Four storm made landfall on the 25th of September, has recorded 29 illnesses and four deaths owing to the bacteria. All but two cases were diagnosed after the hurricane. Uh, the infections can be caused after bacteria enters the body through open cuts. Bacteria live in warm, brackish water, like standing floodwaters. Florida Department of Health in Lee County is observing an abnormal increase in cases of Vibrio vulnificus infection as the result of exposure to floodwater and standing waters after Hurricane Ian. Stay away from it. It looks fun. You might even like be tempted to wrestle an alligator. <sighs> Although I say that, and then I'm an idiot because I, I saved those carp from uh, swamp water in, in Quebec. But I was so neurotic after I did it. I was like, I, I feel a burning on my kneecap. I had a little, I had an open, I had a scrape on my knee. The statement called upon residents to stay alert, potential risks, yada, yada. Sewage spills like those caused from Hurricane Ian may increase bacteria levels. As the post-storm situation evolves, individuals should take precautions against infection and illness caused by Vibrio vulnificus. Why don't you call it the Vivi? Of the hay, okay. You know, so that's it. It's 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 just um, what are the necrotizing fasciitis symptoms? They bad. Ne okay, let's let's just um, known as the flesh eating because it can develop into necrotizing 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 fasciitis, a condition that causes tissue to break down. It's not the only bacteria that can cause necrotizing fasciitis, according to the U.S. Necrotizing fasciitis very bad. Very hot skin turns red, goes up the veins, uh, spreads exquisitely quickly. It can cause sepsis if it enters the bloodstream and sometimes lead to amputations and, uh, to prevent its spread to other parts of the body. So people, it looks fun and it looks like you want to do it and the kids are going to want to do it and you're going to be, you're going to be uh, bad parents for saying no, but you got to say no. You got to say no. Okay. 
Um, what else? This has been this has been one awesome awesome stream. If I do, if I do say so myself, I want to go to Twitter. Is this on incognito? Uh, it's not good. Let me just make sure that we got through all of the all of the document all of the stories that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, I need to click on my face to do that. <laughs> uh, viva, viva, angry Viva this morning. A doctor, Brian Goldman. Uh, oh, tweet. did he block me? I think he blocked me. Okay, whatever. Let me, I'll refresh in a second. The taxi driver who picked me up at the airport in Regina has sniffles, keeps clearing his throat, and has coughed. No mask. I have my N95 on and an open window. This is a doctor. Doctor, if your N95 mask works, he doesn't need one. If your N95 mask doesn't work, he doesn't need one. Oh, and by the way, uh, it could just be a cold. Oh, and by the way, it could be allergies. Oh, and by the way, if this is your threshold of like trigger alert, stay home. Because you think it's bad what you see. Imagine all the people cooking your food who you don't see sneezing into their hands, scratching their butt cracks, and then going back to work without washing their hands after going to the bathroom. Imagine if we just like, like in that episode of The Simpsons when Mr. Burns is losing his mind and he's like, Freemasons run the country. Imagine we saw all the germs out there. And by the way, welcome to my world. Imagine you could actually, like, you look at them and someone sneezes and you see the aura of germs around them. Get over it. And if this is your threshold where you're going to go and are you shaming someone for a medical condition? He's not even wearing a mask. He's clearing his throat and sniffles. If this is your threshold for, for, for risk aversion in life, stay home. Did he block me? No, he didn't block me. Why, why did they say the tweet was not available? Hold on. Yeah, the tweet's available. You, Twitter, what are you doing? Trying to start fights. Um, yeah, so that's just fun stuff. Okay, what else? We, we, we covered the California law. Okay, the abortion discussion, the California law. Uh, the discussion I tried to have with someone. I, I, I try to engage it still. I'm, I'm an idiot. AOC, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm not reading through this. Uh, I will. AOC, you remember that video that went viral of two uh, protesters yelling uh, at AOC, calling her a warmonger because she supports the war in Ukraine, funding it, escalating it to a potential World War III? Oh, they're, they're, not, they're not real Democrats. They're not real um, activists. They're, um, they were not actually anti-war protesters. They were right-wing Trumpers. And some were LaRouche cult members, not progressives, as they claimed. Ah, she knows. It's no true progressive. Because <laughs> true progressives support the war in Ukraine. True progressives support whatever Lord AOC does. It was a stunt that they do from time to time. Last time they showed up to a town hall yelling about eating babies or something. I don't know about that. But they were yelling about you funding and financing a war uh, in Ukraine, uh, possibly escalating the war to World War III. Why don't you just deal with that one? It's a thing they do to go viral and draw people in. This coming from the woman who appeared on the cover of GQ. This coming from the woman who tried to get arrested to go viral. This time they were parroting pro-Putin talking points. Hey, way to, way to parrot a uh, Dan Crenshaw talking point, AOC. You really, you, you got it. When you are spouting off the same talking points as Dan Crenshaw, maybe you guys are the problem. Maybe you are a Dan Crenshaw, AOC. Remember Dan Crenshaw accused um, Marjorie Taylor Greene of pro-Putin talking points so she could secure her position on RT or something like that. 
to support imperialist pro... It is not anti-war to support Russia's imperialist project to invade and seize neighboring countries either. Uh, it's not anti-war to be anti-war. Okay. Ukraine, like other nations, has the right to self-determination. The only person instigating threats of nuclear weapons is Putin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a talking point, AOC. No one else. As far as their comments about Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard has voted for more defense budget increases than I ever have. Uh, defense budget increases are different than funding foreign conflicts, I think. Maybe that's just my take. Look it up. Happy to dig more into Ukraine in other posts. A lot of these right-wing videos and, so, and social media stunts are, pre- are predicated on people not knowing the context and just believing whatever the person is saying for face value. For example, in the video, they cut out the part where they waited to yell until a deaf constituent was trying to... Oh, she's, she's, pulling, she's pulling the um, sympathy card. She's protecting the vulnerable. A deaf constituent was trying to ask a question so it would be look like everyone was mad at their words instead of the fact that they were harming a person with a disability. Oh, I'd like to see, fa- I'd like to see evidence of that, actually, AOC. I, I, I'll, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'd like to see evidence of that immediately. AOC, you're, 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 you're invoking someone else's disability. I would like to see evidence of that. Oh, that, that ad from Eric Swalwell. Okay, forget it. Okay, I think we did good here, peeps. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting to do something. I feel like I'm forgetting something. That feeling that you think you're supposed to have done something. I forget. Doesn't matter. Go be well. Enjoy the day. Uh, Keep on keeping on and do it in a way that will make your parents, your children, your pets proud. You can do no wrong. Get out there. Exercise. Healthy lifestyle. Talk to other people in real life. It's actually a lot of fun. And uh, with that said, peeps, I am going to go. There will be no sidebar tonight because I parenting conflicts. Can't do it. And uh, I'm supposed to play a video. Oh, that's what I was That's what I was forgetting. Here is the video to play us out. Trista Souk, look her up, find her on social media. Beautiful inside and out, beautiful voice. I was nervous when she said she's going to sing Amazing Grace. And then I was in tears. So we're doing it. Here you go. Enjoy the day, everybody. Thank you for being here. Thank you for spending time with me. See you soon. No, no, it's it's public domain. Okay, go for it. Uh, we're gonna wait for that because Amazing Grace is one of the most beautiful songs. Exactly. Of all time. That's why I wanted to sing it for a trucker. I don't know. I just wanted to go inside the truck and sing well, for hold her on. somebody. Can, let, let's move up here and we'll do it. Well, you know, better off here. It's a little quiet. Yeah, it's and, okay. Let's just move here. Okay. It's okay. We're the... People, we have a, our first performance of the day. <laughs> What's your name? I'm David. Viva, well, David Fry. Hey, Viva Fry on YouTube. Okay, I, I'll check it out. Uh, sure. My name is Trista Sue. T R I S T I Sue S U K E. And I wrote a protest song called Smile. I sang it yesterday. If we okay, look, we're gonna, we're, we're doing this, people. We might get two songs. How okay? Go, go on. Uh, hold on, but I need the mic to be relatively near you. I'm work out logistics. Uh, so now, are you? The, the convoy goes that way, right? Like that's more over to the other side. So how did you just get here? I got here, but I came up from Elgin Street or Elgin. Yo, do so because I wrote this song called Smile because I was so sick and tired of not seeing people smile anymore. Do you know what I mean? So the ending of the song goes. I want to see, I want to see you smile, oh baby, I want to see, I want to see 
song's called I Wanna See You Smile. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. Say your name again. I'm Trista Soup. That was Smile. And you can find that on all streaming platforms to support the movement. And honestly, to... It's Viva Fry on YouTube. Okay, I, I'll check it out. Really feel good about what they're doing, but they have to do it because people need to feed their kids. But that's the trick of the uh, administrative state. Get everyone dependent on the government so that nobody can make free decisions because they are all dependent on and subservient to the government. For some people, I don't know. I want to think... Amazing grace How sweet is the sound That saves a wretch Like me How once was always But now I'm found was blind, but now I see. I messed up. I messed up. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, and I'm cold. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I I, I promise not to cry on camera. Uh, thank you. That was your beautiful voice. I was so nervous. Sorry, I'm like nervous. Watch out! We're gonna get hit by a car.